Hi, I'm Matthew from PanicAttackRecovery.com. We're a collaboration of former sufferers who are helping current sufferers of anxiety, panic attacks, and agoraphobia. We want to share what we know works. While our information is designed for those suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, and agoraphobia, anyone can benefit from it. I want to explain how you can make sure that you are not missing out on any of our content. I would encourage you to visit our website, sign up for our free newsletter, and get access to a massive amount of helpful content. Please visit our website at panicattackrecovery.com. Recently, in my ongoing podcast series, I discussed a number of ideas that are pertinent to what I want to talk about today. Here's a brief recap. In one episode, I provided some example questions such as, are you worried about having a panic attack at work? Do you wonder how to deal with or calm a panic attack in public? The discussion ranged well beyond these sample questions, and you are welcome to visit our website and gain access to all previous episodes. However, the most important point I discussed was that you don't have to miss out on the best of what life can offer you because you can learn to move forward and enter those situations regardless of your fear. During that episode, I provided some strategies for accomplishing this. In the next podcast, I took the concept beyond fear and suggested that you might consider looking at times in your own life when you might feel helpless, or you may simply be unable to get things done, perhaps even routine tasks. In other words, times when you feel discomfort. By providing examples, I discussed how you can form a new habit and instead learn to focus on goals that not only make you feel better, but enable you to increasingly enjoy life. I continue to build on a similar theme of these past episodes, and today I want to discuss something I am describing as letting go of the petty. Let me provide some examples. I'll start by focusing on some examples of others' petty behaviors because these are easier to see at first. Have you known people who are completing a task and they were really doing a good job, from your perspective at least, but they notice a small imperfection and they might end up starting over again, redoing the whole thing, or they might end up holding back the completion of any task because they cannot let the small imperfections go, so they tend to dither instead of moving forward with their work. Have you yourself ever worked hard on something only to be met with criticism from someone else on a very small detail, a small point. They don't seem to understand how hard you might have worked on the task. Think also of someone you may know who typically has a miserable disposition. You know, they generally seem unhappy most of the time. They will tend to be very critical and petty. Constantly trying to find faults in others is not likely a positive or productive activity. Think of a time when you yourself were really unhappy and unproductive, and you were likely focused on the petty things. Everything started to feel like an effort. Even if you did something like drop your pen on the floor, suddenly it might feel like such an effort just to go pick it up. This is because the petty has brought you down. So a great way to think about focusing on the petty things in life is that doing so is a great way to accomplish two things. Number one, be unhappy. Number two, be unproductive. I hope this might be a helpful factor in motivating you to change. If this is one of your tendencies, as is the case for so many people to get stuck on petty things. Often you might notice your own tendencies to feel the need to do everything perfectly as a way of feeling better. 
you might seek the approval of others by doing such a good job, in your mind, that they would approve and be enthusiastic about your efforts. Now, Dr. David Burns, in his book, When Panic Attacks, discusses these tendencies as performance perfectionism, perceived perfectionism, and approval addiction. Why this is so important to understand is that how detrimental these behaviors can be for the individual who is exercising perfectionism. It is true that there may be times when when everyone around you is very impressed by what you've done. However, in reality, because we are all individuals, differences of opinion and preferences simply through the law of averages, means you will eventually counter people who may not approve of what you have done, or they may not prefer what you have done. This, of course, doesn't mean you've actually done a bad job, but it does mean that if you are someone who seeks perfectionism and approval, you will be drawn into petty comments and criticisms. It has to work this way because if you think about it, if you are seeking the approval of others and suddenly you are encountering someone who doesn't approve, this will lead to stress and frustration. Yet another problem is that most people don't realize when they themselves are focused on the petty things, but as I mentioned earlier, they notice when others are doing it. So the natural question is what exactly do you do if you find yourself overly focused on the petty things and reaching for perfectionism and the approval of others? Well, the next time you're doing something, just examine whether you've done an adequate job as opposed to being perfect. Just start by trying that. If it's not perfect, but it's good enough, then in many cases, this is often the standard, at least as far as routine tasks are concerned. Yet, someone who has perfectionistic tendencies, they cannot stop doing this easily. So it takes practice over time to catch yourself. But trust me, I think it's worth it. It can be very freeing once you step past perfectionism and tasks that do not require that. Now, I'm not saying to lower your standards entirely, and I know that some people given this suggestion will feel very uncomfortable. There are some tasks that actually require you to do a very good job, but other things that don't require the same standard. You will need to take an inventory of your life and see what fits into each category. Regardless, the process starts with the realization that there's a time and place for doing a good job, but absolute perfectionism is a concept, not an objective reality. Moreover, we tend to aim for perfection where it's totally unnecessary. If we did less, we could be much freer and happier. Again, take a moment to reflect on this comment. There's a time and place for doing a good job, but absolute perfectionism is a myth and most people aim for perfectionism where it's totally unnecessary. I would suggest that the most helpful strategy is to learn to move away from fearing disapproval and instead better preparing to look at the types of criticisms that are naturally going to arise in life. In other words, you simply anticipate some general criticisms ahead of time and you have a response ready that you feel would be adequate to the insult. Let's say that someone criticizes your work as being a little dull, But overall, you know that your work is well-received by people who benefit from your products. You could actually disarm the insult by thanking the person for sharing their opinion and feedback, if you feel the need to do so, and indicating that you will think about their comments. You're not lying and you're not being defensive, but there's more. This is when it's going to be really important to realize that it is never going to be possible to please everyone. You know that you did a good job in your work and made a sincere effort. And this is what's really important. I'm not saying this is an easy process, but over time you can change how you process such petty criticisms. 
At the same time, some people we interact with might have a very negative disposition and it's very hard to take their criticism. However, the feedback they shared with you, although done in a mean-spirited way, might have some merit. The beauty with this approach, in my opinion, is that your initial response in either case would start out the same. Again, you could actually disarm the insult by thanking the person for sharing their opinion and feedback, if you feel the need to do so, and then indicating that you will think about it. In this case, maybe you decide to tweak your work, maybe you don't. However, the difference is that you are now processing things through the lens of doing what you feel is the best to do with the feedback, based on the feedback and thinking about it. But this decision is not based on pleasing others, but rather, again, reflecting on whether you think the criticism warrants a change. I would like to motivate you with the work of a psychologist, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. For many years, he has discussed and popularized the term flow. He describes flow as a state in which people are so involved in an activity that nothing else seems to matter. The experience is so enjoyable that people will continue to do it, even at great cost, for the sheer sake of doing it. If you therefore think about a state of flow, this is not a state of stress and anxiety. This is a state of doing what you really enjoy. Think of a time when you were really happy or productive. You were not focused on the petty things. So thinking about what you'd like to be doing in order to get into a state of flow can be a sure way to get your head out of focusing on the petty things in life. Because every time we are not carrying out a flow experience, we are more open to focusing on things that we do not enjoy. In other words, negative thoughts, feelings, discomfort, and things that are quite petty become our focus instead. This is a helpful understanding to possess because if you are finding yourself focused on the petty things in life, it is a good sign that you are not in a state of flow. At least you should stop what you are doing and ask yourself if you are focused on the petty or are you in a state of flow? Just asking yourself this question. Moreover, this concept is important for people trying to control stress in their lives. And let's face it, that is everyone. Therefore, the remedy for our tendency to focus on the petty is to learn to enjoy life by focusing more on those things that matter to us. You know, in previous podcasts, I have focused on concepts such as feeling some fear and discomfort at first and proceeding with an activity. I pointed out that one might stay in their comfort zone because in the short term it feels better. But when it comes to focusing on the petty things, this is not the case at all. It never feels good. Rather, it is simply something that we do without even being aware that we are doing it. So by becoming more aware and changing our process, we will become more mindful of this tendency and we can make a very positive change. If you think about it, successful people in any endeavor, however you measure success, don't focus on the petty. They let go of the petty in order to move forward. They have to. And I would like to challenge you to consider doing the same. I think if you do, you will have much less stress and anxiety in your life and consciously focus more on what brings you joy in life. Go ahead and give this a try. I want to explain how you can make sure that you are not missing out on any of our content. I would encourage you to visit our website, sign up for our free newsletter, and get access to a massive amount of helpful content. Please visit our website at panicattackrecovery.com.
All information presented in these podcasts is provided for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for a psychologist, psychiatrist, or other healthcare provider's consultation. Please consult a psychologist, psychiatrist, or appropriate healthcare provider about the applicability of any opinions or recommendations with respect to your own panic attacks, anxiety or agoraphobia, or any other symptom or condition.